How does the internet work? Where does it begin? What would you do without the internet? These are all questions that most people wonder about without even knowing they're wondering about those questions. Hi, my name is Brody Warren, and today I will be going into a further explanation of all these questions uh, and give you more insight on how the internet works. On average, 3.2 billion people use the internet during a given year. In order to support this, the infrastructure must be huge, right? Almost right. Some of the internet has to deal with physical infrastructure, such as cables, modems, routers, switches, and more. However, the vast majority of the internet, or where all the information and data is accessed, is mostly cloud-based, or on a computer that is kind of similar to ours. When you type in a web address such as www.butlertech.org, you are directed to Butler Tech's web server through several different layers of service providers. If you were to try and trace a path of the internet, you would see that it's rather a simple loop with different layers eventually leading to a user or a company. It really doesn't have a start. Everything that we access is in the loop addressed to one of those users or companies. Just like anything else, it starts to get confusing as you go deeper into the infrastructure. To break it down, a company might have several computers and devices on the network. However, all of those IP addresses that those computers have are routed to a single address or your public IP address. Since most routers only have so many ports, most networks have switches that aid with addressing. Say you have all of your servers and network gear on one string of addresses with all your workstations on another string of addresses and both of these go to a router. Most likely the number of workstations will be larger than the amount of ports available on the router and you might want to have some other devices such as access points as well. This is when a switch is used. A switch takes one IP address and distributes it further to more addresses, yet on the same address string so they all communicate to each other. This is unlike a router. A router takes your network's IP address and routes it to your public IP address, which is often different than your network's IP address because if your network's IP address were to go out as your public IP address, everybody would have access to your stuff. Uh, it also provides port forwarding for access to certain network utilities such as servers or databases. After your request leaves your physical network, it travels through coaxial or fiber cables to your provider's hub. Usually these are small buildings found outside of neighborhoods or communities. Once they hit these, they'll go to a regional hub and then to a national hub to eventually reach your request, all in a matter of milliseconds. Usually we connect to other countries through satellites. No, there's not cables running underneath the ocean, even though that would be pretty sweet. Anything overseas is mainly wireless. To answer the original question, there really is no start to the internet. You could consider the starting point of the internet as its users and their request, because that is where everything starts. Without the user and their request, there is no need for the internet. So really, the internet is just really big loop with tons of branches leading to providers and their users. All right, so here's the part of the podcast where we have an interview with a special guest. My guest today is Kyle Conley. That's me. All right, so we'll start off with some basic questions. How does the internet affect your daily life? Well, what do you use it for, and how does it help you? Well, I use the internet from my phone, you know, to text my mom, you know, text people, use mm -hmm. it to search the internet, play games, 
bunch of things, really. All right. How do you think the internet works? Well, I think it's mainly just, you know, because I'm in IT, it's mainly just, you know, pretty much data. There's hardware and software. So, uh, you know, IP addresses connecting with each other. So. Mm -hmm. Would you believe me if I told you the internet is really just a big loop of connections, both physical and digital, and like, um, that provide like websites and utilities, you know, to be accessible to the rest of the world? Yeah, that's crazy because we usually don't think about it that way. No, it definitely is. It's a, it's a unique, you know, experience actually, yeah. you know, trying to learn about it and having an understanding of how the internet works and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, really how we use it almost every single day. Yeah. And then, um, what would you do without the internet? Well, I would, you know, probably have to learn things more myself, like get a better understanding. Because mm -hmm. if I don't know something, I can just look it up rather than try to learn it, is what I would say. When did you start using the internet? Was the internet available when you were a little kid? Uh, yeah, I ha actually had one of the old, I forget what it's called. I had like an old, old um, desktop computer. Huh? Yeah, that's sweet. I, I started yeah. off pretty much the same way. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I had a had an older desktop computer that my dad gave me as my first computer, old Dell. Yeah. I mean, that was that was really my first interaction with the internet and playing mm -hmm. video games and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Well, thanks, Mr. Conley. Uh-huh. That'll be it for the interview. All right. For a brief and quick summary, the internet truly doesn't have a starting point. It can be summed up as a big loop with access points controlled by a user, their request, and their information. Without users, there wouldn't be a need for the internet. There would be no websites or anything. It is solely controlled by the people for the people. Thanks for listening to my podcast on the internet.